Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Five, four, three, two, one. I got something to say. You can set me straight. Give my number, say, hey. I'll be back around at eight. I know there's something at the bottom that was left for me. My destiny on your belly like a reptile working my way down. Like a reptile. Think I'll stay a while. Like a reptile, let my tongue go wild. Like a reptile, yeah. <laughs> right on. Hey, this is your host Shasta Ray, and you're at the Random Illusions podcast. And as you can see, we had a very unusual intro by a very special guest. I mentioned him in the past and I was finally able to track him down. He was able to give us a little bit of his time when he was in LA from a undisclosed location. So um, let's have a big hand for Matt, the tarot guy. Matt, thanks for being on the show. Oh my gosh. Thanks for your time. I've already mentioned that we were going to give you a... Um, you know, uh, what do you call it? The artist alias on the show to keep you anonymous. And let's talk about why you picked Matt, spelled M-A-A-T. Well, um, my name is Matt, and I just kind of like a little play on words there, um, because um, there's an Egyptian uh, goddess that um, is known as Matt, but the spelling is M-A-A-T, Mat, and um, she is God of Justice, you know, scales of justice and i'm i'm always about being fair and honest and and or i aspire to it and um it was not really much more thought than that just kind of like you know spur of the moment i thought wow and um what's really unusual about that is i've always talked about synchronicities and stuff since october i've been working with one very specific spirit that's all about truth and then I just had a very recent guest who uh, we discussed her book on justice magic. So this is just perfect beyond perfect. So, awesome. And I, I tracked you down. It took a, a, just over a year. It took about 13 months, actually, for us to cross paths finally. And you are a very unusual tarot reader. Not only are you a dude, which there aren't as many men as there are women tarot readers, but you're totally intuitive totally picked it up intuitively that's right i actually uh, had a girlfriend who was quite a bit into reading tarot cards and um she had a whole variety of decks that she had and and initially i didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it and then um 
just kind of by virtue of the fact that these cards would be laying around, I would just start messing around with them a little bit here and there. And then I started to notice that, you know, there was something to it that I was, you know, having, um, you know, I guess greater success rate than I should have been. And um, to the point where it was quite remarkable in some instances, how accurate they would be like, you know, and I would test it and, and, you know, it would come back sometimes three and four times in a row with the same card. And if you do the math on that, there's 78 cards in the deck. Those are astronomical odds. You know? It is. So that's what kind of dawned on me. Wow, this, you know, this can be quite an advantage in life to have really, you know, because I started off reading myself and, and just wanting to know things like, you know, what somebody thought of me or if they were up to no good or, you know, if they had nefarious intentions. And, and the cards are really good at, at actually, uh, let you know those kinds of things if somebody um is uh trying to do something um you know against your will or it's not in your best interest then i think you have the right to know that and to be able to you know defend yourself against that but, but absolutely um, but then it went from there where i um i had a good friend of mine who was in the music industry and um she would always she was an artist representative and she would always be you know picking up new artists or having to decide between artists or projects that she was doing and and so she, i would read her cards for her um, as a friend basically for years and it, and it was just a uh, perfect for her because she you know didn't have the time really to kind of i guess vet a lot of these artists at times where she just needed to make quick decisions and the, and the cards turned out to be very accurate for her and very very uh, beneficial for her and and then it kind of went from there where she had uh, suggested i i did a blog i did this blog and, and it kind of went viral had ninety thousand views or whatever and um, people were really interested in the way that i've read tarot cards particularly one thing well a number of things but one thing that was real um interesting to people was the way that i, I didn't honor the negative interpretation of the cards because some people some readers if the cards are upside down they have a negative interpretation of the cards and right. um and so not only do i not you know recognize the negative interpretation but i don't even recognize negativity in life. I, and the example I always use is that if I get my arm cut off or my leg cut off, say tomorrow, I'm going to go get a wooden peg leg, put a patch on my eye, be the coolest pirate you ever saw. And I'm going to trust that <laughs> the universe has something for me to learn with a uh, wooden peg leg that I couldn't learn with a flesh leg. And if you apply that to life across the board, you know, and you trust that there's good in everything, you just have to find it, you know, then what can possibly be negative? You know, if you learn from things in life that aren't consistent with your will and you, you then find out what those things are and then you change them before they happen and, and make it better. So and and a lot of people have this idea that that there's something anti-religious or anti-Christian or whatever about about card reading. And and, you know, I was raised Christian. I was raised Lutheran and and um, so I had a really strong upbringing in religion. And, and trust me, if I felt there was something evil about it, I wouldn't be doing it. And and it really boils down to what they call fortune tellers, you know, what the, a lot of religions speak out against. And and so I'm not doing fortune telling here. I'm not, you know, what I do is is I deal with synchronicity and, and numerology and some astrology, and I don't channel spirits uh, other than my own, I guess, my own higher, higher spirits, uh, where I draw the intuition quite a bit, probably. But 
but um i deal with you know just the forces of the, the physical forces of the universe and and so it's just a tool i encourage people not to believe or disbelieve anything that i tell them just simply to consider it and then when it feels right for you if it feels like this this feels right or it doesn't feel right i'm just trying to uh, stimulate people the intuition that people all people have some people are more aware of it than others and stimulate you know the person's intuition to to kind of empower them to be able to make their own intuitive choices in life absolutely not to be dependent on somebody like myself absolutely you know and what what i really like about this is Back in the day when I first figured out tarot and, you know, you're trying to do it by the book and you're trying to learn it, you have the book, you have a book. And it's like, this is how it's done. And I was very in a box with it. And so when I first ever heard of anyone reading intuitively, I was really shut off mentally about that. And it's been in probably the recent, I'd say, 20 years or so that I started realizing it's like, you know what? You can have a divination system and tune in in, into your own intuition, and that's going to be accurate for you. It may not be for the next guy, but if it works for you, that could be way more accurate than any other system out there. You know, that's that's well said because I believe or I consider that there's a blueprint of the entire universe within every molecule. So you can learn anything about everything from anything if you are aware enough to see the relativity you know like people talk about reading tea leaves or whatever well if that's your bag then then why not you know like yeah. I've recently um i've recently kind of found that you know there's something called pareidolia where you see faces in random things and, mm-hmm. and i can i've kind of been using that as a divinatory uh tool where the faces that have you know kind of scary faces or pleasant faces really kind of dictate what energies or what events are going on around that that area so that's really something i've never even thought of or considered or heard of oh fun using pareidolia as a divinatory uh, tool but it's certainly working for me lately oh how fascinating but with the cards what you're saying is absolutely correct because i never learned the correct way to read cards or even tried because i wasn't trying to be a card reader it just kind of happened organically and naturally i chose the method i chose because you know like people ask me why don't you have the person pull the cards well i didn't have anybody to pull the cards when i was learning it was just me and the cards so i pulled them naturally but it turns out that that works really well for me um and i pulled the right cards now if somebody was a, a you know able to pull from the bottom of the deck or be like slick you know sleight of hand or whatever there could be some manipulation there but i i don't have those skills so it just happens to work out that when I draw the cards, it, it gives the accurate reading. And But I'm playing quite a bit off the energies of the people because one thing I always start off with is what I call a mystery read. At the very beginning of all my readings, I do um, a read where we don't ask a question. We just pull the cards and let the cards tell the person what they want to tell them. Nice. And then we can get into questions more specific from there. But this way, the less I know about a person, the better, because I want them to to feel confident that this thing is is real so i encourage people to ask me a question that only they know the answer to so they can kind of test test the whole thing out you know and um, and get a sense of just how accurate these cards can be because it it can be pretty shocking and then it is kind of a personalized thing the way i read the cards i kind of went with logic you know when when for example 
the, the books would explain how to do this big elaborate spread where you had like 25 cards in the spread. And then it seemed like, you know, the, the last question or the sixth question deep has like the fewest amount of cards available to pull for that question. There would be more for the earlier question and less for the later question. So I always thought, well, why should it matter what order the questions are in as to what kind of accuracy or the amount of cards you can draw from in the reading? So I just pull six cards. I do two, two, and two, and I do left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand. So you have a duality of consciousness, yin, yang, hot, cold, you know, uh, fast, slow, active, passive, uh, et cetera. And then there would be a linear progression of time from left to right. So left to right would be like, like past to present to future or greater past to lesser past to present. You know, so that's how I establish a, a, a progression of time to get a sense of what time frame we, we're talking about in these readings. And um, and then so every question has the same amount of cards to pull from. When I'm done with the six cards, I shuffle it up and we ask another question. You know, I don't have this big elaborate spread where there's, you know, half the cards are already used up, you know. Right. And, the thing I don't like about I, those really big elaborate spreads like that is they get so confusing by the time you get to the end of them it's like oh my gosh i don't even remember it was it gets convoluted i do three cards but you do kind of a a i like the duality but what what i dig about this is just letting people know out there that they have choices and they don't have to stress on memorizing stuff you know sometimes you bring it in intuitively and you're going to be just as accurate i started yeah, using a combination after a while but I love it. I love that you just started doing this by yourself. And the fact you never used a book is probably what opened your mind even more. So well, what's interesting is like I, I started noticing that I would pull certain cards for certain people basically have very similar issues in life. You know, um, most people aren't. I mean, people are complicated. Yes. But everybody kind of, you know, has basic issues in life that that are consistent and that happen frequently and so i've come to notice that certain cards represent you know like certain things and so if i want to know for example if somebody is up to no good or doing something conspiring against somebody the seven of swords is what i look for you know that there's something going on in stealth they're shady and and i get it every time you know and so there's even like like when i get the justice card oftentimes it has to do with somebody's court problems it's you know it can be the scales of justice you know uh, or it could be like contractual like you know dotting the uh, i's and crossing the t's kind of thing but more times than not it's something somebody having some court issues some you know because a lot of people do you know right and, and so and then there's difficulty getting free from restriction i go by the themes quite a bit you know like the theme of the card you know like that that difficulty getting free from restriction theme is typically a drug addiction or a gambling addiction or some kind of restrictive, you know, like addictive thing in people's lives because there's a lot of drug addiction going on today, you know, even mm -hmm. with prescription drugs, you know, absolutely. Or, and and so, you know, like, you know, there's there's certain cards that, you know, I expect to tell me I, I don't allow the there to be this gray area, you know, like I've I've come to trust the cards emphatically and and so i expect them to give me a very specific answer and 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 what i what i tell people this is the interesting thing too that um i tell people that i 
I don't like to do yes or no questions because if you do a yes or no question, you've got a pendulum that swings to the left yeah. and to the right. And there's no wiggle room there, right? And you and you turn the card and test that real easy. Whereas the tarot gives allows you to get more detailed or whatever. So you can still do yes or no questions, but you have to frame the question in a certain way. So I explain, like if you want to know if you've got the job or you're going to get the job or you filled out an application for what you would do is you would ask, how am I going to feel about the results of my filling out the application for that job? And then if the Good cards insight. are celebratory, then you got the job. If they're not, they're a little somber or whatever, then you didn't. And so that's how I get the yes or no answers to questions, you know, because there's not a yes or no card, you know, nice. but there could be if you had a pendulum, you know, yep. then why not just use a pendulum? <clears throat> if you're going to go for a yes or no question, just go with the, the thing that's going to be the most accurate. You know, where the cards are going to allow you to get like quite a bit more detail of like how somebody feels about you or, or, you know, like, okay, if you choose this business course or you choose this business venture, how, how is each going to play out for you? You get a sense of which one's going to work out better for you rather, right. rather than, because it's not necessarily like one is bad inherently and, and the other is good. It could be good and bad in both of them, mm -hmm. you know? So it's not like, should I choose this one or choose that one? Yes or no. It could be, well, there's, there's positive reasons for doing this one and negative reasons for doing it as well. And there's positive things that can come of this one and negative for this one as well. So that's how the cards, you know, kind of for me anyways, are, are able to be a lot more detailed and a lot more meaningful rather than just simple yes, no, or. Yeah. Know. I've always, I, I use them as advice in the moment to consider. And no matter what you, we have an infinite amount of futures in front yeah. of us. So which path are you taking? anything can change that course. So nothing is set in right. stone, no matter what, but at the moment you're asking a question, it's going to give you the insight for how your life is going right now. And then, right then. It, it's good advice, you know, and a lot of times yeah, it is so spot on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And because, and, and so, yeah, the, the future is not set in stone, but there's certain probabilities yeah. that are are gonna you know like for example the, the thing i always give like we have free will but it's very limited and an example i give is when i leave this room right now i can go to the right i can go to the left or i can go straight into the wall but i'm not going to the moon and so there's no chance in he double toothpicks that i'm going to go to the moon when i leave that door right now no matter what <laughs> series of events happens nothing is going to change so significantly that i end up on the moon tomorrow Right. right. So, so now, so now there are odds that I'm going to end up going to the grocery store. I'm going to go to a friend's house or whatever. And those are the types of odds that we're predicting and we're dealing with and the ones that can change. Well, said. so even if you find out, you know, people are so afraid of the death card, even though the death card, you know, doesn't necessarily mean physical death. What, what really matters is what card is next to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, cause it could be tremendous change and it could be the death of an old you and, and making way for a new you or a new Absolutely. situation, but it could quite literally mean the death, physical death of somebody, which, you know, would be, you know, would just be terrifying, I guess, to people. But at the same time, I've had people like my dear friend, I was referring to, she was on her deathbed. She had three blood transfusions that weren't working. And I found out she had black mold in her house. She had her house after I told her you have mold, you know, that's doing this. And she had her house tested, found three kinds of deadly mold. She moved out and recovered fully. So now the goal is to find out that there's something 
you know, that dramatic or that bad or that horrible that, you know, you don't want to hear that, but then to do something about it and to fix yeah. it. Now, what could possibly be bad or wrong or evil about that? That saved her life. What's the, uh, is it the Ten of Swords where the figures laying down has all the swords out of the back? Is that the Ten right. of Swords? So one example I yeah. had of that is years ago, a friend of mine was talking that he was doing readings for someone and that that card came into the reading. And he used the traditional meanings and it didn't make sense and didn't make sense. And the woman was standing or sitting there staring at him like a deer in headlights. And he was looking at her like a deer in headlights. And he looked at the card and he goes, acupuncture. Have you tried acupuncture? And she goes, oh, my gosh, I was going to do. He, and he suddenly got the idea that it was showing him acupuncture because of pointy things sticking out of someone's back, basically. So. It was the first time he had, and he had never done an intuitive interpretation like that. And suddenly it opened a world to him with his reading. That's amazing. And and actually, if you look at the the image on that card, there's a sun, you know, coming up in the distant background, you know, so it Mm -hmm. looks pretty, pretty, um, not a lot to be uh, left open for interpretation with the 10 swords in a person's back, but there's hope ultimately that card is a card of hope in the darkest darkest hour there's 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 hope because you look at the sun that's coming up in the background and it's going to bring life to this this person you know so i go by the pictures quite a bit and for that yep. reason i only use the uh, rider weight deck it's the, i use that deck yep. exclusively and it's the only one that works for me because i know those images very very well in fact i have my favorite card tattooed on my arm right here the sun oh card. wow you do and if nice. I if I had a second favorite card, I would have put the uh, the three of cups because I think that three women holding up cups and cheer. But it's not just any normal celebration. It's like the naming of a child or the a, a wedding or some kind of really special event, you know, mm. more than just, uh, you know. And um, so I love those positive cards. And I think I believe that, you know, because like that there's there's angel cards and there's like vampire cards. Yeah, I even think that the number of cards, like some of the decks add some cards to the deck, like the Alistair Crowley deck has, I think, two more cards, like a Joker card and some other card. And and I think numerologically that it's even important to stay with that 78 card deck. Why? I don't know. I can't tell you exactly why. I just feel like the numerology is consistent or, or is, is important. Yeah. Um, well, it's its own system. And then, you know, if you're going to have another system, have another system. That works for um, somebody else, sure. It can work just as well for somebody else. But for me, that's what works for me. Right. And I just if it's not broke, I don't fix it. See, one time I decided to break out of the traditional book, look it up and read. And that's all I would limit myself to. And I bought, I started buying decks because of the artistic design on them. And some of them aren't really good for reading, but they're really cool to collect. And I right. love those. But then I found some that are very, very, very weirdly expressive. So I would have my Rider weight deck, and then I would have two radically different decks. So I'd have like three totally different options. I would ask the same question, and I still do it. Ask the same question, three-card drawing, three decks, and one of them I read traditionally, and then the other two I do intuitively. But a lot of times, like you said, the same card comes up over and over. You get the same reading three times in a row, literally. Yeah. And then when you get these really super expressive decks, the the expressions in them say the same thing. It reinforces it. Yeah. So that's yeah, fun when to you, play you with. Told me that, you told 
told me that you did that before and I thought, wow, that's a great idea. That's that's really good because it it, it really, you know, checks <clears throat> it offers this checks and balance, you know, where where, you know, if, if we're dealing with something that's legitimate here, then it's gonna pan out. It's gonna be three times in a row, you know. It's it, and and I come to expect that. I don't give the cards any slack when it comes to that the accuracy. And so I think that's great. And it's important for people to see that also. I think so they can get the, the you know kind of the brevity of the of the how accurate this can be sometimes three four times in a row you oh know, yeah or i'll do a, a second spread and we'll get the same cards three times in the same position of that yeah i've you know? had that happen and and, and i mean shuffling you know, and everything you know and are, yeah shuffling yeah, exactly and exactly. yeah so it's like wild, you know? even when i do the three decks i may not get the same three cards each time but the real prominent card may come but it may be three ways of expressing the same a, a, answer because not every concept, sure. yeah it's really fascinating so i play with it and the more you start exploring then it more taps into your insight and your intuitions it's great so it's funny because somebody sent me a deck a french deck and um it's very much like the Rider Waite deck in every regard, but the, when I opened the deck up, the very first card that I saw was Matt, M-A-T-E. And, um, and I thought it was funny because it's the Fool card. It's the, the <laughs> French representative of the Fool card. I thought, well, isn't that apropos? Isn't that hilarious <laughs> that there'd be a Matt card and it would be the Fool card? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh my gosh, how funny. Now, the I don't know how many old episodes you've listened to, but the first person that exposed me to tarot, her name was Ellen, and I'm still on a quest to find Ellen. But that was the name of, of the podcast came from her because when she would have you shuffle, she would say, create the illusion of randomness. And as a gift, I gave her a wall hanging one year. I, I used to weld and it was random illusions so i abbreviated and she only read from the major arcana so the first 22 cards and she didn't do reversals either and she had her own system where you drew i think it was two cards and then she did a numerology for the third outcome and i wish i remembered her system because it was accurate as anything to i mean it was like dead accurate she'd been reading for 25 years at that point or 20 years or something well, i was once on the uh, show and they were going to have a football pool where the, where the winner of the football pool was going to get 20 grand so i didn't watch any of the games that year and i thought well let me do tarot readings on the deal you know so they tested me and out of out of eight games i picked seven of the eight winning teams and then i guess that uh, play was weird it could have easily gone to the other team and been eight of eight but and then out of this out of the eight i picked um two exact point spreads which to this day i don't know how i picked point spreads uh <laughs> with tarot cards but i did some so you know that it was very accurate and then they ended up deciding not to do the football pool <laughs> aww aww <laughs> i think they thought i was cheating or something i don't know oh wow so like what i'm going to tell the audience now is that i have invited you to call in and i've given you a method of leaving voicemail so whenever you have a minute in your busy schedule you can call in and leave a reading for the day or a reading for the week or whatever you have time for and then i want to i started learning so much about you and all these metaphysical things about you that's so amazing that we're going to come back when you have time and 
just do an ongoing story of your life. I think that's great. I'm all about it. I'm all for it. Go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say is what's really amazing about you is most of my listener base is comprised of people looking to do specific magic and specific traditions of magic. And you're someone that you've never picked up a magic book. You're just a natural channeler. You've channeled information. You've channeled spiritual information, knowledge, all sorts of amazing. I mean, you blow my mind every time we've spoke. And I just, I want people to hear these messages that you have. I, I would, I think that's great. And you're right. It, it's interesting because, you know, I didn't read my first book from start to finish. I was 25 years old. And it's not that I couldn't read. I could read well, but I had a te- attention deficit disorder, you know, undiagnosed. And later on, I, I discovered if I kept the radio or TV on, it would quiet my thoughts enough to retain the, you know, what I just read and be able to read and retain what I read and, and so reading worked for me, but um, I wrote my first book when I was 23 and I intuited it and it went far beyond my level of education. And, and I realized at that point that there was something going on that I was getting information from an alternative source other than, you know, typical memorization from schooling. And, and so I do believe I have a gift and I do definitely want to share it because what is the point of having it if, if you can't share it with others? And Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like almost like I'm letting something down. I'm I'm not, you know, fulfilling, you know, I don't feel like you just get this gift for nothing that you're supposed to just, you know, enjoy it as entertainment for yourself or whatever. I, you know, <laughs> it makes sense to me that it's meant to get out there. And, and I can't wait to start expressing some of these things because I think it can benefit making this world a better place. And, 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 you know, I have to believe that I can, that one, the world can get better and that I can participate in that process. If not, I don't need to be here. So well, it's really important I, for me to be a part of that process. And what I like about this is if we give you a, I review a lot of books where the authors, we don't know who they are. They use a pen name. And some of the guests I've had on, they are under an alias. And this gives you a, a way to be incognito and drop the music association and the the name association and just be the raw metaphysical matt the tarot guy and get your message out there with no one hanging up on it we can just listen to your soul talk so i think that's great that's music to my ears i think that's (laughs) great and 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 you've given me the platform to do that my you know uh kudos and and you know all praise and and uh you know i think what you're doing is wonderful uh and I think that this is the future, you know, because let's face it, television is 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 no good. And um, and this we're so lucky to be a part of this technological revolution where you can have your own show like you do. And and, you know, it's going to be you're going to sink or swim based on people's interest and whether they you're touch, you're speaking to them or offering something that people uh, are getting something out of. And I think that there's quite a bit, you know, to to offer to this medium in this platform that otherwise is not available in, in you know, when we grew up, for example. Yeah. And, network television, you know, and there might be, and there might be people really similar to you out there just trying to juggle what they're channeling and trying to figure it out. You might help people sort some stuff out or even just your messages and realizations may help open their minds yeah. and their insight, their 
imaginations, their spiritual self. And I love learning myself because what happens is people, they'll have information that kind of fills in the blanks and some of the holes in my theories and things that I'm working on at the time. So it's a win-win situation, really. Cool. Well, grab your guitar and I'll do my benediction and you can do the soundtrack to the benediction. And then did you figure out bye-bye? Yeah, I did. Okay, go ahead. Keep a smile on your face. Keep a bounce in your step. Keep practicing your magic and, you know, hey, draw a daily tarot card and see what the cards have to say for you. And until next week, bye-bye. <laughs> right on. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was great. Okay. All right. Stay out of trouble. Right. I'll talk to you soon. Text me or something, okay? Okay. Right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Have a good night. You Bye. too. Thanks for sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Twitter.com slash GOST radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions Podcast YouTube channel, the GOST radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow. Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com, and we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures, and hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right, keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.